and seek out things that I was inspired by that weren't in my space, weren't in beauty, weren't in business, weren't in all these other things and just do it for the joy of seeing something beautiful or you know what I mean? And of course, limiting my time on social media has been really important too, but I think we all have to go through that where we decide what's best for us. But I wanted to point out that it's, you don't have to have a comparison problem to have an energy suck problem from social media. Oh, that's so good. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist, Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. We're very excited. We're recording in person today. Oh, I'm looking at Genevieve's beautiful face. Oh, well, thank you. There's there's not a whole lot going on right now. It's like yesterday's We're, brows. I'm like, <laughs> That's how we roll, though. Uh, that's the real real. I've, if I'm being real, I had to put a bra on when Cassie came into the house. I'm like, oh, wait, let me go put a bra on. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would say you don't, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel more ready with a bra. It's like mascara. Like, get the mascara on, get the bra on, ready for the day. The okay. question is, like, do you, like, which which comes first? Is it bra. mascara or bra? Bra. Bra? bra so it's usually mascara first for me then bra <laughs> that's it that would be an interesting personality dive like <laughs> mascara or bra first <laughs> well i i get ready in like my jammies basically and then mm. the last thing i do before i leave is change because mm. i it's just something just always happens <laughs> something it's always happens clothes, yes <laughs> yes but that mm. also means if i don't actually leave then i just wear pajamas all day that's that's where that I happens live. a lot i'm uh-huh. working really hard on not doing that as much anyone else stay at home for their work i'm <laughs> thinking about that i haven't done anything about it yet but i'm like i i know i'll feel better yeah i'll feel like ready to take on the day if i, I get out get ready i get day. out more when i do that because mm-hmm. i'm like oh i'm ready i can go to the store i can go to the coffee shop i can go to you know and i'm just i get in my flow easier yeah speaking of which <laughs> speaking of which today we're going to be chatting about creative flow mm-hmm. and kind of cultivating your creativity and protecting it and finding it yeah, and what is it what the heck is that this is like a research paper it's fan- <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited for this conversation but first we're going to jump into our review of the week yay um this week's five-star review is from our girl carol mack and this review is by far one of the favorites I've read ever because I actually got real emotional. She essentially says everything that I hope that our podcast will accomplish. And for me, if that happens for just one person, it feels worth it mm-hmm. to me. All of the hard work. This takes a lot of hard work, you guys. <laughs> um, but Carol Mack 
says in her five-star review, I first found this podcast because I was looking for deeper information about my own rosacea. Mm. Everyone finds us through the rosacea episode. (laughs) (laughs) When I went on, what I went on to find was a seemingly never ending thread of such timely and useful information that I never knew I needed. The episode on navigating adult friendships had me in tears of such recognition. I thought they had somehow peered into my own life. You might wonder what friendship has to do with topics such as digestion and facial procedures. (laughs) And I would tell you more than you think. Genevieve and Cassie grasp the importance of the connected whole body. And by presenting such a wide variety of topics, they honor us, their audience, with a glimpse into what it would be like if they came into our house for coffee and just started riffing on the stuff they know. How cool is that? Good. I'm getting emotional again. I'm I am so beyond thrilled that someone feels like we're honoring their whole self like like that just speaks to me i'm a two you guys i'm an enneagram two so this is just like yes okay i I feel like yes, yes well and this is what honestly we've set out to accomplish with the podcast is just mm-hmm. to show up in in a real way and talk about the things that we're currently interested in and you know we know that that ebbs and flows and and we know that yeah maybe we would have like crazy listenership if we had just a beauty podcast or just a podcast on personal development or just a podcast on health but we didn't want to do any of that just separately it's Mm -hmm. all connected and it all feeds into itself and it helps I'm, us continue to keep showing up because it's so authentic to us that and I think a lot of other people out there too I mean yeah. we've talked a lot about on the podcast about for those of us who are in like the health entrepreneur space and how we've had this really interesting trajectory where in the beginning we were healing ourselves we were finding out this information about health and nutrition that was incredibly transformative and and then once you've gone through that and you know we never fully arrive there's always things to work on there's always things to take care of and different things that pop up as we age and whatever you know go Mm -hmm. through life have children um, start businesses or many businesses (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and you know then the conversation kind of morphs into okay well I'm feeling better now how do I go and live my best life and what does that look like and what do my relationships look like and you know, I think this conversation is is one that just needs to be open and fluid and just continue. And so, um, Carol, thank you for your review. We're it's so, beautiful. so grateful for you that you take your precious time to listen to the podcast. And, and same to all of you who are listening right now. We love you. And if you haven't yet, please go hop on the podcast app on iTunes and leave us a review and um tell us what you think of the podcast and and you're more than welcome to also jump on um, rebelheartradio.com slash ask and bring some questions to the podcast we're definitely going to be doing some q a episodes coming up this fall and we would love to be able to answer your questions surrounding all things mm-hmm. um you know friendship relationships we definitely are going to be doing some more deep dives into relationships what kind of conversation do you want to hear mm-hmm. like i think sometimes for me even just hearing other people have conversations that i would love to have but i just haven't there isn't anybody in my life that would i mean cassie will always have the conversations <laughs> with me but i've been there before where i'm like i would love to have this conversation around this topic and i just 
I just don't know anyone, but listening to someone else have that conversation can be just as soothing and informative and transformative. And so we, we will have all the conversations, you guys. Well, and just feeling validated and understood. I mean, we talk so much about how the Enneagram has been so transformative for us both. But for me, it's it's finding a place to feel at home, to feel understood, to feel seen mm-hmm. and when someone says that in a review, like that's Mm. all I could ever wish for my life is that I help others feel seen and heard and valued um, and understood. Mm -hmm. So we're here for that, you guys, and we love you. What's up with you this week? How you doing? How's life? Your kids are in school. Yes, I'm I'm deep in the the thick of the transition and it's it's funny. You asked me that the first time you saw me when, we, when you first came into my house, and I was like, you know, I'm not surprised this year <laughs> by what's happening. By the chaos. Yes. I, I literally did not have any crazy expectations for September because in years past, especially last year, because last year was the first time that both my kids were in school, and I was like, I'm going to have all this time. What? Like, okay, stop. Like, <laughs> You think you're going to have all this time and it's just like you blink and it's gone and you're just reacting to everything. And instead of trying to strangle September to death, I am (laughs) allowing it to ebb and flow the way it needs to. (laughs) Stop trying to strangle September, okay? Which is a terrible thing because it's my birthday month and I would never do that to September. (laughs) But I've been trying to. So... So it's been it's been good. I'm right in the thick of it. It's like the right in the middle of the month. I know there's more coming. <laughs> like and so I'm kind of bracing myself to just embrace the chaos. Like mm-hmm. embrace the crazy. My gosh, I don't think I can thank Cassie Joy enough for her book. <laughs> It is the only consistent thing in my life. Let's list the things that we plug every week on the podcast. Kay. Cook once eat all week. Cook once eat all week. <laughs> The Enneagram. Beauty Counter. Dr. Laurel Prue. <laughs> uh, Brianne Wick. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I'll list all of those in the show oh, notes man. for you. We are mildly predictable, but there's a reason for it. Because man, like having the resource in my life to allow me to, for instance, this week was just like my son started fall baseball and it's the first time we've done an all-star baseball situation and um, it is exactly when dinner is. And then he has games on the weekends. And if I did not have a serious meal prep situation, Mm. do you know how much money we'd be spending on eating out and how yucky we would feel and how time stressed we would feel? Because let's face it, when mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. So the trickle downs are real. So I would be stressed. So therefore, everyone else would be stressed. So... Um, I, I'm just really thankful for that because there's been a lot of like, are you picking them up? Am I picking up? It's actually better if I do it. And it's been like, oh, I thought I was doing it this day and then we switched it. And so it's just been so much. And then dealing with laundry to making sure my kids have everything they need is a much different flow from the summer than is the school year because they're changing their clothes for activities and they sweated at school. So they changed when they got home. There's just more going on. And I'm just... I'm thankful that I'm getting to know myself well enough to embrace that chaos because in years past I would have been so defeated and I would have been about halfway through the month just so mentally exhausted. Mm. But um, I'm really loving that whole phrase of like, um, you know, 
embracing your emotions and embracing what you're going through instead of um, doing the, you know, why do I feel this way? And like, I shouldn't feel like that. And I thought I had this all figured out and feeling defeated. It's more of a place of observation of like, huh, that stressed me out. That's interesting. A place of curiosity, a place of like, okay, what what was that situation like? What How would I handle it differently? Why do I feel that way? And it's a 30,000 viewpoint down onto my emotions and myself. And I'm allowing myself to do that more often. And mm. so I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I'm like living in a better I know myself state. Um, I'm also doing that in my business. I'm, I didn't expect like, like I'm currently looking at 84 boxes of product that's been sitting in my garage and I'm not angry at myself that it's not gone faster hmm. because I knew that that transition from school from summer to school I was those boxes are not moving it's just not going to happen don't do that to myself it's going to sit there it's okay like <laughs> like whereas yeah. in the past I've been like that should have been gone weeks ago I should have had that out of there in August no okay just you're stop you're done shooting all over yourself I am never and- gonna shoot on myself again <laughs> Well, I don't think that's true, but, uh, and being reactionary, like switching yeah. from being like reactionary to being feeling. intentional, Yeah, that which is, is what we're always thing. trying to do. Yeah. And I think that part of the Enneagram, part of the beauty of cook once eat all week and the beauty of having somebody help me understand my physical body with Dr. Laurel, Dr. Laurel Prue and, um, Brienne helping me like talk through my business like there's just and then the mastermind that we have like mm-hmm. I'm just living in a place where I'm just giving myself so much more permission to be who I am mm-hmm. and live cyclically like through the do less book and so that's where I, that's where I'm at this it's a lot to say but um I am feeling really good despite the chaos and that's probably never happened to me like I've always been frustrated by chaos um but even if I was leading a very slow simple life chaos would still happen that's just being a human being you know unless you live in a home all by yourself with no technology and you never see anyone that and that's just not me no (laughs) no no so i don't know i'm like i'm feeling good and um we're transition all over the place my husband got his bachelor's degree finally (laughs) yeah so it's been it's been a really big deal for our household because it's just my husband's an enneagram five if you guys know anything about enneagram fives they're constantly coming from this place of not enough energy not enough time not enough that's 25 percent everything and uh he's asked a lot of himself because he started a deck and fence business he changed jobs like five times Mm -hmm. in the last six years and he's all all while he's been getting his bachelor's degree and we had a kid because he you know, we, we had Lucy during all this time and we moved once and like there's just a lot going on for him and it was so he just always was in this place of like stress because there's just not been enough time there's just not enough energy there's not enough of everything and um being done with school I didn't it's been so long I didn't realize how heavy that was weighing on him and so there's this calm and peace that's coming from him that I haven't felt in a long time Mm. and I didn't know how much of it was missing (laughs) so we're all in a good transitionary state but it's also still a transition you know trying to find a new norm and a good way and it's been good it's been really good so I'm happy for September (laughs) yay my birthday month too so I love some September yeah it's that transition of fall too I I do love that time period it's just there's good things going on in the month of September but what about you 
Tell me about you. Well, I dropped off my baby at preschool for the first time this last week, and he did so good. Oh, good. And he was so nervous to go. Oh, but oh he's such a little little snuggly bug um did he have so much to say afterwards you know he's actually really quiet afterwards you can tell he's he's doing some downloading yep Mm -hmm. some processing um he needs food immediately good (laughs) and like a nap like now it's like feed the kid put him down for nap or he's never going down for nap which is what happened yesterday (laughs) um that was special but anyways it's you know it's really interesting I I didn't expect to be so emotional around it it's unavoidable it's you know but it's me so I try to avoid it (laughs) I'm also I mean you guys if you listen to the podcast for a while now you know me well enough to know that I'm not I don't deeply identify as like a mother as part of my identity. It just mm-hmm. it is a part of me. Yes, mm-hmm. it is part of my identity, but it's part and parcel. It's not, you know, this massive thing that defines who I am. And I think so many people feel that way that it does. And and I just I just don't. It's one of those ways I just don't feel like I fit in, mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And that's I've figured out is not a bad thing that there are other people who feel that way, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah man it really tugged at the heartstrings this this week and just seeing him kind of have that independence and for me letting go of control of him being in an environment that I don't know what's happening that's and a I, weird and I do yeah I do mm-hmm. I have a rough idea you know but you just want to be a fly on the wall for just like a day maybe two just kind of watch and see I mean happening. I don't because <laughs> being in a preschool class for two hours sounds like torture to me <laughs> uh no I'm I for me, it's it's knowing who's taking care of him, mm-hmm. what he's eating, how much he's eating. If you, he's you know, with. it's it's mm-hmm. knowing all of that stuff. And, you know, my mom is a retired preschool teacher. She's our child care for our son through, you know, most of the week. And my mother-in-law helps as well. And she literally gives me a note every single day with timestamps and what he did. And she doesn't like say everything he did for play but she says when he went to the bathroom and if he ate and all because she got used to taking those notes for being in the nursery when she did daycare for many years and so uh, when I say here that we're spoiled with our child care (laughs) she means it I really do mean it because like I'm only like a wee bit jealous of the situation you find yourself in because oh my gosh I you know and it's been it's I don't know I couldn't do what I do without that support yeah it's amazing um yeah so huge huge huge. yeah and that's been another thing this week just being so grateful for the support that we do have I mean I get to drop him off but my mother-in-law picks him up and preschool is around the corner and so we just have we have so much support in place to get us you know, the time that we need to get our things done and Mm -hmm. enjoy life Mm -hmm. and take care of ourselves as human beings. And so it is in my charge to actually use that time to do those things (laughs) (laughs) and not try to do all the domestic things all day. So I'm in an interesting transition for myself personally, just going through still just some immune challenges and trying to navigate that. I'm figuring out that um, I've had Epstein-Barr in the past, which once it's in the herpes simplex family. So 
just like mono sister virus to mono um and once you have it it just it sticks with you like it's Mm -hmm. kind of dormant or active in your body and it's more nuanced than that Uh, but it makes my colds come more often and last longer and all sorts of things so I'm getting back into the habit of realizing you know when I'm going through this kind of immune challenge it's a reminder that that lives in my body Mm. and that I need to um, almost honor it (laughs) and honor that um, almost handicap it feels like embrace the chaos (laughs) well and and honestly come at life like supplement like I'm sick all the time because the potential is there mm. and so i'm really up up in my supplement game yeah I'm up in my sleep game better my do it now before cold and flu yep. season really hits. increasing my meditation and mm. doing all mm-hmm. sorts of things and yeah so it's been an interesting schedule transition for me to lean into okay it's time to get back into <laughs> time self-care and summer is just nuts and this is the first summer that's ever really been that way for us Mm -hmm. we just go 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 every single weekend it was something and i was was. just like this is this life is not for me (laughs) this is not not what i was thinking i just wanted to be at home Mm -hmm. like and not because i'm such a homebody but because i want my routine i want and rest to me really has to involve doing nothing yep Mm-hmm. camping still i mean i love it but it's like a trip it's not dude camping is rest. so much work well josh does most of it let's be real <laughs> well but i understand like every time we haven't gone camping since lucy was born yeah. and a lot of it is because i don't think my nervous system could handle it i could probably do it fine now but it's like the safety and then, then the food and then the where are we going yes. and then with the setup yes. and then the the constant clean just to make sure that you're eating utensils are clean and that like it's just there's very little convenience when you're camping and I'm like when I'm ready to set up for that with children then we'll go but I'm just not <laughs> emotionally ready for that right now like <laughs> so we just we just got back from a trip to the beach mm. and we spent the first half of it with my family and then mm. the second half of it with both families oh um and everybody kind of just does things a little differently on both sides i bet and it i was hoping it i i love the beach yeah. i love the ocean and i love specifically like the oregon coast because it's, it's just place. there's like nothing to do on the yeah. oregon coast there's nothing to do it's and there's too nothing cold. like it there's too cold it's too cold to get in the water like mm-hmm. you're not beach la- like you're just inside or walking on the beach it's cold it's windy it might be rainy it's beautiful it was beautiful while we were there yeah, it's we like really it was terrain pretty, like it was dry other. um but you know in my head a relaxing beach vacation involves a lot of doing nothing yeah. and a lot of like just straight rest and eating great food and yeah. um it ended up being just managing a lot of family expectations we should go to the beach yes <laughs> So the funny part was that entered my mind immediately after. I was like, oh, I just need to go to the beach with Genevieve. Because <laughs> we, we have both been like, we do mornings very similarly when we travel. <laughs> like we're, you know, it's like we're, we enjoy the slow crawl of yes. vacation. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I'm yeah. Excited. And there's a lot of people that is not a vacation. That's well, torture. And we have a retreat coming up in which we will be together. Oh, we're not going to so be staying in the same place, but we'll see each other early enough we're both going on the brave fear retreat Yay! when you listen to this episode we're gonna be there oh that's so crazy yeah 
Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm I'm already like weather checking mm-hmm. and like double checking location and like <laughs> I'm already kind of like halfway like getting myself packed and ready to go so i already know i'm gonna be borrowing your body butter so it's fine oh there will be <laughs> so many options of skincare <laughs> that's how i roll <laughs> i just mooch off of genevieve when we travel because she brings all the full-size things and i always bring it with me on the airplane that is not a check situation that is like sit in my lap maybe put in the cabin just above my head situation like my well product- i mean if it's a big container you can't yeah, well, I try to bring everything small if I can. Because that allows me to bring variety. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, let's get into the meat today, lady. I'm excited to talk about creativity. Yeah, me too. So this has been a really important subject for me to ruminate on. This has been something I feel like that I've been chewing on, noodling on, for a while now because I feel like there's been something missing Mm. and I'm like what why do I have this feeling of I mean my life is incredibly full in the best way I've curated my life the way I want it I'm living to my fullest I'm earning income the way I want to earn income like how like why do I have this feeling this is crazy like my spirituality I dive in deep to like I make space for things that are really important to me so what what is this (laughs) and I started about a year ago, started having these feelings of like, I really missed making music and specifically like I missed, sounds funny, but once you've done it, it makes sense energetically. Like I really missed making music with other people, like Mm. in either either a band situation or like a singing group or there's just something so different about, even if you're not, you're not making your own music, just taking a piece of music and like, and just energetically like being together while you're trying to make that piece sound nice um is just so therapeutic to me I don't know I'd love to understand a little bit more about why but it's it's it is it's like therapy for me like I get done and I feel like I meditated Mm. like you know I don't know Mm -hmm. exactly why but (laughs) and for my church I was doing so much work with music for a long time and it's all volunteer positions and then I was asked to kind of switch my focus to a new position and so I'm no longer doing music anymore and I'm working with like teenagers and which is a lovely switch it's a fun experience but now I'm in that place again where I'm like wait a minute (laughs) something feels missing Mm -hmm. and really when I started to think about it I really this summer if you follow me on Instagram you might have noticed I've been really slow quiet yeah i've been yeah. really quiet ditto to that yes i mean this podcast community knows why i have been but yeah and i i still was like i i felt resistance there that i didn't know why and i don't like those feelings and i am not about the hustle just to hustle like no f that like no thank you uh if i feel resistance there i want to have this conversation myself with why and i could not get to the root of it i mean Cassie's been we've been talking business she's been mentoring me with business for two and a half years she's watched me ebb and flow and I know she's kind of going what's going on like and it really it really dawned on me that I wasn't making room for any creative energy anywhere Mm. it was all task doing it was all creation for the sake of task doing it was there was no room anywhere and 
it wasn't because I had done it because there's, I'm just hustling so hard. It's because I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I volunteer at my church. Like you I have make very room. limited time. Yeah, I have very limited time. And um, also the kind of content that I was taking in was more business self-development. It was more... Um, how to know yourself really well and which has all served me beautifully but I've watched my mom go on this journey this summer and I made this realization yesterday while I was kind of filling out some of these show notes my my mom's an Enneagram 4 and she is a lovely human being and she feels everything so deeply and she goes through these ebbs and flows she's an amazing artist she can she can bust out the best of anything like I mean she's an amazing seamstress she's made suits and wedding dresses in the past she like I don't like her own patterns like that's amazing it's amazing she is an oil painter she's a watercolor painter she can draw charcoal I mean this she can create paper works of art like I just her ability to just create is absolutely mind-boggling and this summer she took a uh I guess I guess it's more of like a physical therapy type session where she went like three or four times a week at like six in the morning down by the lake and she learned more about her body during that time and it was things like tai chi and pilates and yoga it was like a full well-rounded program and I watched my mom like explode with creativity it was the craziest thing I was like I've she's always been so frustrated by herself of not being able to like create when she knows she's capable of it and I'm Mm. like we can't force it and she's like I know but I feel like I'm squandering my time I feel like and she's like but I'm just feel so dry but she's also had a lot of a huge emotional shifts in the last 10 to 15 years and that an energy has been drained And for the first time this summer, she chose to put into herself instead of everyone around her. And she deeply identifies in her motherhood role, even with adult children. And all of her children are good. We're all good. Like, it's time. You know, it was time. And she has exploded with this blogging website where she's talking about creativity. And it's it's called verycreate.com. It's amazing. You guys should go check it out. And she's probably putting out like three or four really big pieces of content a week. And she's like creating oil paintings and pastels and uh, watercolors and sewing pillows and doing reviews on Amazon products. I mean, it's just been amazing. And she and I started having these conversations. I'm like, what is it? Like, what's changed for you? And she's like, honestly... She's like, I don't feel any resistance anymore. She's like, I'm taking care of myself. She's like, I feel really good. Mm. And it caused me to really reflect on what was going on for me. And while I have been taking care of myself and a lot of friends, I haven't been making any energetic room to Mm. just be and be inspired and feel that flow. And because I was shooting all over myself Mm -hmm. for such a long time that if I wasn't feeling quote unquote productive, then I felt like I wasn't doing my job or I wasn't living to my fullest or and in the last mm, about month I've really been ruminating on that and I was like well what does that mean for me because I wouldn't be happy if I was not accomplishing things that are important to me too so you know my business with beauty counter is important to me my 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 Amazon products are important to me my having skin consultations with people those are all important to me and there's a certain modicum of like office processes and things that have to happen to make sure that those things 
go. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, what does that mean for me? How do I, how do I protect that creative energy? And it's, it's been, it's been a real journey. I don't know. Do you, 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 do I, am I making sense? Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah. I, I, I do want to add that I think, you know, a lot of time we step into this place of talking about creativity and I have said more times than I can count in my life, hundreds of times that I'm not a creative person, <laughs> which is bullshit. Yes. <laughs> Everyone has creativity inside of them. Mm -hmm. I just always felt like because I wasn't, I didn't lean toward art. I yes. didn't lean toward, I don't do those modalities. Like my creativity comes in a different place and it's been a really difficult thing for a relatively self-taught entrepreneur and self-taught in the sense that I listen to the book, I read the books, I listen to the books, I listen to the podcasts, I do the things, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I didn't go to school to go into business. I didn't go to school to write or blog or whatever. And all of those things are all in their infancy. But I, it's been really difficult for me to sit back and think, what do I need to accomplish getting a website done? Mm. You oh, know, geez. that takes a lot of creativity. So Obviously, much. it takes like, you know, the back end stuff, like you said, but it takes a lot of creativity to figure out where that needs to go and and figure out your flow with everything. And and I just didn't even acknowledge myself as a creative person. So I didn't even give myself the space. Yeah. To yes. cultivate that mm -hmm. and the activity. And it's so like such a huge click when you said that when your mom saw this like massive boost in energy and creativity and like that having that space again and, and lack of resist resistance, like probably directly resulted from moving her body in nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In whatever way she found that worked for her mm -hmm. and obviously understanding herself better and all of those mm -hmm. things. And mm -hmm. I think you know, I've gone through a pretty dry spell in terms of like being connected with my body and, and at times being at odds with my body. Mm -hmm. And I feel that dragging on my energy and my creative energy. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how just even a, an, a walk in the morning or the afternoon can just open up your mind and allow you to be and stepping away. And, you know, I would say using our devices to to help us rather than hinder us you know yes. we spend so much time on our phones and on our computers and all of these apps and social media and and we do it to make us more productive in our creative spaces mm -hmm. but those things are not cultivating creativity for us they have a place they're mm -hmm. amazing resources mm -hmm. I mean what other place is there um, I was just listening to an episode of the School of Greatness podcast and they were talking about unlocking creativity and your personal genius. Mm. And there was a section where he had um, Casey Neistat on there and he was talking about how, you know, we are we're in a place where we can choose what we consume all of the time. Whereas when we watch something like television, they're telling us what to consume. Mm -hmm. And so now we have all of this choice and with choice comes decision fatigue and comes, yes. you know, just this inundation. And we have the power to step away from that. And when we do, we are going to be more productive at using those devices for good. Yes. I had an epiphany around this subject when I was writing these show notes because 
so I looked up the definition of art because we all have this definition of what art is. It's like painting and da, 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 you know that that kind of creativity. But the actual definition is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination. It says nothing about what. Medium yeah, I would argue like cooking, recipe oh, development, blogging well, and writing. Why, this is why this was interesting to me was that I've heard art described as organizational skills. And it think about what what it takes to organize something. Because let's face it, on a lot of times we're not taking something from nothing. We're organizing different things and bring it together to make something else. That's and and maybe art. the creativity there is the way in which we brought those things together. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like whether you're writing, you're not bringing that from nothing. You're bringing that from your your years of reading and inspiration and your um, other people's words to mm-hmm. you. And, and, and in food, it's the same thing. Like what inspires you with food? It's like sometimes it can be a smell. I mean, you mean nature. It's a color. Yeah, color. It can be all these things that you're organizing together and it's they're all decisions yes just like when you're trying to decide what you're going to watch on tv you watch it you're literally making a million decisions in your head and that is a that is an amount of energy Mm. that is being output that wouldn't be there otherwise and so it's like for me like for instance uh, there's a lot of talk about i see on social media about like self-care and social media Mm -hmm. about unfollow those people that make you feel xyz I'm fortunate in the fact that I don't have that issue. I don't look at other people and typically have that issue where I'm like, why don't I have that? Like, why is that not me? I'm like, you go, girl. Good for you. Like, or you've got this and that's you. That's not me. Like, I I can do that. And so I, for the longest time, thought I don't have that problem. I don't need to do that. Okay. Let's talk about that for a second. A lot of it's my two energy. I get, I get on social media and especially if I know somebody and I'm following them because I love to support people on social media. That's just my two-ness. It's like it's my way of being able to support somebody and be there for them because I know how important engagement is. Mm-hmm. I know how important those things are. But holy Moses, I was spending so much energy, not even time, just energy um, loving and caring for people through their social media that I literally had to like step back. I had to step back and be really protective and seek out things that I was inspired by that weren't in my space, weren't in beauty, weren't in business, mm-hmm. weren't in all these other things and just do it for the joy of seeing something beautiful or, you know what I mean? And of course, limiting my time on social media has been really important too, but I think we all have to go through that where we decide what's best for us. But I wanted to point out that it's, you don't have to have a comparison problem to have an energy suck problem from social media. Oh, that's so good. It's, yeah, it's not the same. Yes. No, it's not. (laughs) I, you know, for me, I look at social media and I think about all the things I need to be doing that other people are doing. And it's not a comparison thing. It's just like, oh, that would be cool. I'd really like to do that. I kind of want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to do that. Or, you know, and how do I do that? How do I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or, or the, just the, you and I have had this conversation lately. Like, how do they do that? Yes. Like, yeah, I genuinely feel like having a child has zapped my creative energy and it's not it's not that you know and maybe it's it's not this way for every person out there I'm sure it's not but for me I just felt like the chunk of my life that was dedicated to creative energy just went to like keeping a human alive yeah 
or, you know, caring for that human and cultivating a beautiful relationship. And that doesn't mean you can't have both, but it does mean you have to find intentional time to make space for the other thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny, every time I've had uh, a big launch or something to do with a website or getting a, a ch- big chunk of recipes out there, I've felt guilty for asking for this, but I have told Josh, like, hey, I need three days to have zero expectations from anyone in my life. So either I need to go or you need to go or Mm -hmm. I need to go when you get home or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I need to have a workflow that involves having Mm -hmm. no expectations. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened when I got like the Northwest kitchen out, which I'm redoing right now. And I haven't had the ability to take that time away. And to me, that just sounds like so juicy and so yummy. Mm -hmm. Just like three or four days with Mm -hmm. like, I don't, there's zero things planned. You're Mm -hmm. not, no one's telling me anything, anything to do. I'm not obliging to anyone or anything. (laughs) Sounds amazing. And I am working. Uh huh. And I'm working. You're in that flow. You're in that state. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I felt so guilty for what it takes to get me in that state, Uh you know, and Mm -hmm. And some things that have really helped me do that have nothing to do with doing that. Yes. <laughs> they have everything to do with going for a walk or like just fiddling with the guitar and starting to play with that and mm-hmm. enjoy learning something new um, and just expanding my mind in other ways and, and leaving space for restoration and obviously self-care and everything. But I think we can self-care ourselves in the till we're blue oh. in the to oblivion (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah I mean and back to like your thoughts on I feel like we don't talk about decision fatigue enough Mm -hmm. and you only have so much decision capacity and or willpower it's like a tank and you empty it after a certain number of decisions that you've had to make. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you always talk about that you love so much about clay cook once you eat all week is it takes those decisions away. Yeah. Decision has already been made. Here's mm-hmm. the ingredients that we're using. This is what we're making three days this week. Mm-hmm. You can make the bonus meals. It's already done. So the decisions are done. You don't have to think about it. Honestly, I think that was the beginning of me figuring out. Yeah. Oh, because it felt so incredible. Yep to let that go because that has been a huge part of my life for nine years because when you got food allergies and you got food sensitivities and you were your child worried about your child's physical health because of the food they're eating the amount of energy suck that comes from that creative organizational thought process of food when you were not a foodie before and you did not enjoy <laughs> cooking before was absolutely insane yeah And it's, like I said, nine years. So, and I've never been able to participate in a book or a food prep system or anything like that because it never fit our needs. And so this book was so revolutionary for me and it gave me that aha moment. Right. And it caused this conversation to become more than just an exploration. It was like a, oh, that felt amazing. Mm -hmm. What is this? What is this? Like, what is this feeling? What do I do with this? Where do I go? And I think that um, honestly, hearing her talk about decision fatigue, too, when she was on our podcast and we were yes. talking about this book was uh, that was another light bulb moment for me because I had just started the book when she came on. And then hearing her talk about relieving de- decision fatigue, mm-hmm. I went, oh, my gosh, 
And I, in, I've been doing a little bit of reading about other people's experience and because there's a ton of creatives out there that are like, you know, have been doing this a long time, like writers and things like that. And there are many creatives out there who have to create this process where they take out the ability to decide, like, I'm going to wake up at this time because I don't want to have to decide when to wake up. This is what time I wake up. The, this is what I do when I wake it's not, up in the morning. It's not a decision. It's part of who I am. Yeah. It's my it, identity. It, yes. And that decision yeah. fatigue is gone for yeah. that because they're saving those decisions for their creative yeah. process. And this is where James Clear in Atomic Habits talks about like removing friction from decision making. I feel that so much. Removing friction. And, you know, and back to our discussion on social media, I feel like just unfollowing will allow you to stop having to make decisions about whether you're going to do that content. Yes. I think there's a fine line between following people who inspire you to grow in your business and following people who make you feel like you're doing nothing in your business. Like or they- people that make you go, <clears throat> uh, do I feel that way too? I find that to be really hard for me because there's times. Oh, identifying with others emotions around things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I know myself really well, but I feel like I also really enjoy discovering things Mm -hmm. about myself. And I think when other people have their opinions and have these platforms to put themselves out there like that, I have these moments of like, do I resonate with that? No, no, no. Wait, why don't I resonate with that? Because I really love this person and their content. Like I find myself going on those decision things about myself through their content. Oh, interesting. And so, well, and that takes energy. Yes. And, and do you have room for that? Exactly. To be honest, Pinterest has become my best friend because it's just ain't visual. nobody telling you anything. Yeah, it's just <laughs> visual. It's a. Collection. I mean, there's ads and all sorts of things in there. Oh man, yes. There's like an automatic um, video process that turns on with Pinterest if you don't go in and turn it off. And there was a certain point where every other image was a video, and it was distracting the crap out of me. And I finally, I was like, I gotta figure. I had to go like four buttons deep to like figure out how to turn it off like four clicks into my settings interesting to turn it off and when i turned it off it was like oh i don't have it at all yeah i, don't, I haven't even seen that i don't know why it just turned on I and probably, so i'm not that fancy <laughs> and so i'm i'm learning a lot about flow for yeah. myself right now so you talked a lot about how you're in kind of this you've been in this creative desert mm-hmm. and so what have you like what are you doing to to what am I doing about it? get out of it <laughs> to to sit in it mm. to you know what's going on like where are you at with that it, it's I'm I'm now in the stage where I understand it mm. to be able to like and I think that's more than half the battle you know whenever you're like why do I have these feelings it's like once you can identify it it's like oh okay now I can go from there so it's like openly admitting that I'm in a creative desert like I'm not myself I don't feel myself right now like and being okay with that and just being like this is where I'm at because I'm not in that state I'm not going to be in that friction state of like I'm here but I'm going to force myself to get out of it it's just like more of a 30,000 point view of like hey I'm here and so it kind of started with that with like okay I'm I'm here what does this mean for me mm-hmm. um a little bit it has been talking about like I feel my because I've been here before I didn't recognize it I didn't know what it was um when I challenge myself to get out of my normal comfort zone and allow myself to do something judgment-free is kind of 
a revolutionary thing for me. Yeah. You know, when I started going to that dance class, that dance fitness class a few years ago, that was me breaking out of a creative desert that I didn't know I was in. And now it's a decision that is made. Yeah. Like you don't, the only reason you would not go is if you were injured Yes. Or there was something going on with your kids that was super important. Yes, exactly. Or, right. Yeah. I was like, I mean, there's been or... many times where we like had the potential to do something during that time. And, and you're like, like, I can't. I got to go to my class. And I'm yeah. I, I admire that so much about mm-hmm. you in how just just I mean, I don't even know. So, so disciplined with those decisions around a lot of things that really protect not only like your energy, but your relationships and things like that. I, I love seeing how you prioritize date night with Sky. Yeah. That's yeah. so, and I need to do that. And I'm not to shit all over myself. I want to do that. There you go. There but I, want, I yeah. it's been really cool to watch for you to protect those things and see how you do it and be inspired by that. It's and been really important for my two-ness. If I don't set those boundaries, when I started learning about that, I was like, I'm already starting that and because mm-hmm. it feels good. When I set those boundaries and they make my life fuller, I'm like, that was amazing. I got to keep doing well, that. Well, and the key there is not worrying about how those boundaries make other people feel because the only people that get upset about boundaries when you set them are people who were crossing them in the first place. Yeah. You know, what's been really cool <laughs> is to be in that process, set those boundaries and watch those people in my life that I knew intuitively were amazing people support me in that. Like you, mm-hmm. like my husband, like my mom, like there has been, there was one particular time where I needed to go to this dance class. I had a really emotionally trying week. I needed that physical release. I needed those endorphins because I freaking love that class. <laughs> My teacher just allows us. She puts us in this space where we can just be ourselves. Mm. And I don't feel like if I want to get down, I can get down. And I don't feel like everybody around me is watching me. Mm. It's like we're all getting down on our own jive here. Like, you know. Yeah. And I looked at my mom and it didn't make sense for me to go because I had XYZ to accomplish and I had a sick kiddo at home. This was during the school year last year. And she looked at me and she had tons of stuff she was doing. There was something in particular that was very time sensitive for her. And she looked straight at me and she was like, go to your class. And I just started crying. I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you because I wasn't even going to ask her. Mm. I wasn't even going to ask her because that's what my tunist does. I know what they need. I know what they're trying to accomplish. Like I know what's going on. Like, and so it's been wonderful to be surrounded knowing the work that I've done to bring the right people into my life and watching that kind of come full circle and like helping me with protecting my energy. So yeah. you're very much a part of that just as much as like I've set those boundaries. Like it's because I'm a two, because I'm an obliger. If I had unhealthy people in my life, that would not be a thing. It'd be so much harder. Like yeah. so much harder. Another um plug to surround yourself with healthy people. Oh yeah. Who are also seeking being their best selves. Yes. Yes. So 100%. I I love that just idea of saying no without guilt. Like mm. you're like, nope, I'm not feeling any guilt setting this boundary that was my beginning journey don't care if you approve of it or not like i think you finally got into that space where you're like no this is how this is me yeah here you go to be honest the very beginning of that journey is when i started my youtube channel like Mm. four years ago Mm -hmm. and i was so worried about my children because i didn't have we were on this journey to get a diagnosis for my son because there was obviously something wrong and i was scared because there was a lot of signs for really serious things going on and they were very quiet and mysterious and, yeah. and you couldn't see it. 
And but there was a lot of these symptoms that were really scary. And at the same time, my daughter needed surgery around her eye and she had all these signs of diabetic symptoms and um, but no real diagnosis. And so everything was really scary. And we had just moved. And my mom and my husband were like, buy the camera, start the channel. And I was like, no. And they were like, you would be great at this. You would love it. It would be great for you. Mm-hmm. And it, it took having that being breathed into me and creating that space. I mean, shoot, I had this like, I had a setup with lights in my bedroom because I had no other space to do it before the studio in my garage got built because my husband was like, you need this. Mm you know and it was like but that was the beginning for me of being like creating that space for myself felt beautiful it felt right um but it took me having that tough conversation with myself of like what's draining my energy what's draining my heart what has to go and um that was and but I have to do that to myself all the time Mm -hmm. because as you bring new things in and things ebb and flow and change I have to have that conversation with myself of what got me here won't get me there all Mm. the time so good yeah so that's so true it's a big part of this protection I uh, love that energy protection but it was also I think that one of the biggest things has been this journey through nutrition Mm. truth because if you're eating like crap, you're going to feel like crap. Yep. And that um, eating like crap is different for every person's body. And so like, honestly, having these conversations with you and understanding well, how, because there's so many things where I was like, I don't understand why my body's doing this. And so understanding that has been um, really important. But what in your, in your professional experience, is there like a common denominator or common like group of things that people tend to find themselves in their nutritional rut that contributes to that feeling do you think god i would just say stress <laughs> just stress i mean yeah. I, so much of this is not dietary mm-hmm. yeah. i mean Lifestyle-ish. obviously yeah obviously you know addressing if you're just feeling like you're in a rut and you feel stuck like i would just look in and say you know how's my stress management are you meditating? Are you journaling? Are you talking to someone? Are you moving your body? How's how's your sleep? Um, you know, where where are you at with how many hours of sleep are you getting? Are you being honest with yourself about how many hours of sleep you're actually yeah. getting? Are you powering down before bedtime? Are you wearing blue light blocking glasses? Are you powering down your computer after it's dark outside? Are you getting rest? Like rest? Mm-hmm. And let me just say, I'm saying this to myself right now. <laughs> um and are you moving your body, you know, mm-hmm. and in whatever way that looks healthy for you? And are you eating in a way that supports healing and nourishment and regeneration and all of those things? And, you know, I always talk about, you know, how do we add things rather than take things away? I love that. I love that. That how changed do we, my thought process. How do we add? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can you look at your plate and say, oh, my gosh, how could I just add some nutrient density? This takes you from a place of I don't of care lack if you're like eating abundance. some GD pizza. Yeah. Like, how do we add? Okay, let's make sure the ingredients are really good ingredients. Yeah. You know, we're making our own sourdough pizza crust at our house, and we love that. Mm-hmm. And it's very basic ingredients. And then when we throw sauce on it, it's organic sauce. I'm loading up the veggies. We're having a salad with it, or we're having some roasted vegetables alongside it, or on top of it, depending on what we're feeling. Oh, I'm hungry. You know, we're finding <laughs> ways to just amplify the nutrient density of the things that we're eating. 
um, rather than eating the crap version of those things. Yeah. And which is so easy to do. And yeah. This and, the, <laughs> and there's a place for the crap version too. You yeah. know, I say crap li- very lightly. Yeah. So I would just say, I, you know, I think so many times we just try to overcomplicate yeah. where we're at and really, you know, you and take should that, all of ourselves and should all the things, you know, yeah. and you just really need to be very basic. Yes. Get back to your basic self. Yeah. Back and up. back to, you know, how's your how's your caffeine consumption? Mm. Are you Ooh. eating vegetables and protein mm. and healthy fat? Um, and if not, you don't have to be. Up. Yeah. And just you, say, how you am don't I have to be on a program. You don't have to yeah. be on a. And I'm not even talking about dieting right now. But just, you know, it doesn't have to be this specific. Just work on the little things, the daily habits that make big long term change when you show up every day. Yeah. Which is huge, yeah. which is why I highly recommend Atomic Habits by James Clear. <laughs> it's a great, great resource. Um, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, like being in creative desert and and what it means to be a creative person, which we all have creativity in us. Um, but I really want to touch on like finding your creative flow because this has been something that has been an interesting process for me. And like I said, kind of came with some guilt because I felt like, well, if I'm a creative person, then this should just come easy. So maybe I'm not doing something. Maybe I'm just not a creative person. Well, like, (laughs) you know, when we look at what so many other people are out there creating and we think to ourselves like, Oh, it just comes so easily to them. And they're not showing us the behind the scenes. And this is why I love it. When people show me behind the scenes, tell me how hard it is. Yeah. Tell me how hard it is. So I know when it's hard for me that I'm not alone. Yes. Um, and that's why we share the behind the scenes a lot. <laughs> but one of the things I, I was thinking about um, in regards to creative flow is just like the this idea of like flowing water, a faucet, mm. a river. Um, you, it's difficult to stop it. It has a current. It finds a path. And water always goes path of least resistance. Always. Every yeah. time. Um, and it follows it without effort and without hesitation. Mm-hmm. So how can we create like this path of least resistance for creativity so that it naturally flows yep. and flows without effort or hesitation? And I think that involves the setup, you know, and removing that friction like we were talking about. Mm, and yeah. I think we've all kind of experienced this in our lives, whether like we think we're a creative person or we have a job that involves creativity or whatever it is. Um, but we start doing something and before we know it, like so much time has passed. Oh, I love that. And, and I think we need to like be there, you know? So for me, this is like cooking. I could cook for hours and I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but you start cooking your favorite dish and it's like really elaborate. And before you know it, like several hours have passed or you spend an afternoon like reading a book Mm -hmm. and you forget about what's happening around you Mm -hmm. and you realize it's dark outside and you have, haven't even like eaten dinner and you're like, well, F. (laughs) So I think... You know, think for yourself, like take a moment and be like, what are some things that I do where I get lost in time? Mm -hmm. Because for me, that involves me taking that journey back to like inner child Mm -hmm. because I haven't felt lost in time in a task in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And you're removing that friction. Uh huh. By looking at it. You're looking at it right now. It's like. Right. Because you can't remove it if you don't know where it is. No. And so I went back and I was like, where are the things where, you know, 
my mom would be like, Hey Cass, like it's time to go. Like we got to, we're heading out for dinner or what, you know, whatever it is, there's some sort of time. Like, what is it that I can just get super lost in? Mm -hmm. And those things exist now. They're just a little bit harder to like separate out Mm -hmm. because you know, for so many of us like work and life and it all kind of intermixes all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you're in a lifestyle entrepreneur or kind of in that space. Um, and I think, you know, I think like we're, most creative, productive, happiest when we are able to kind of achieve this state of flow. And, you know, you look at all these kinds of people, there's this, okay, I can't, there's a psychologist, I follow his work. Um, He's got a book called Flow and it's Mahali. I have no idea how to say his last name. I will butcher it. (laughs) Oh, show notes, show notes. Show notes, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but he interviewed like athletes and musicians and artists because he wanted to know when they experience like the most optimal performance levels, mm. which translates to creativity. Yeah. And he kind of aimed to discover like what peaked creativity, especially in the workplace and how creativity leads to more productivity. Ooh. And, you know, you have to lean into the creativity first before the productivity comes. Yep. And so many times we lean into the productivity and wait yes. for the creativity to come. Yes. And it's the opposite. Yes. And I feel that so much. Yeah. And creativity takes that like blank mind, dead space, chill, relaxed, you know, time That's to just, get inspired. just be. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, so many people out there in, in various professions have this kind of create, you know, people talk about their creative process. So an yeah. artist might have, and they allow themselves that creative process yeah. because they know they have to. Mm-hmm. But I think for those of us who are kind of in this weird space where it's sometimes creative and sometimes practical and it's sometimes whatever, we still have creative juices that we have to have flowing through yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We don't give ourselves the space to have that time in order to be able to create, to, yep. to lean into that creative process. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to. Yeah. And I'm saying this to myself. Yeah. Same. This is yeah. part of the reason why we have this podcast is we're on this discovery <laughs> we're on mode. It. We're yeah. in it. Yeah. We're on it. We're in it. We're, we're doing the thing. Yeah. We, we feel it too, where we, we, why do I feel friction? Like, what does this mean? And what is, <laughs> Why do I feel we are on the struggle bus too? Yes. Josh always talks about being on the struggle bus. Yes, man. I feel like that's just this day and age of chronic stress, uh, uh, constant inundation of instant gratification and, and it, so like, many choices, you know, sidestepping the unavoidable of the, the stressful things in our lives. Yes. Um, have you so, found any like things that have worked for you when you wanted to get into that flow? Yes. Um, they vary. And some of these things, so I have a few tips to like help you get into a creative flow if you're like feeling stuck. Um, and these are things that I've used and some of them I don't, but I've, I've tried and I was like, nah, that doesn't work for me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kudos for trying. (laughs) Um, but I think doing things outside of your creative flow that inspire you. Mm, definitely. So you're not even thinking about how am I going to find a time to create something or create space to do the creative flow. Like we're not even thinking about that. Like the daily things that we do that support our minds, allowing us to enter a creative space, Mm. we're supporting the mind, we're supporting the body. Mm -hmm. We're doing those things. We're keeping a journal. Yep. Holy shit. I have been journaling since April. (gasps) Consistently. Yes. Huh? 
Who am I? I'm so proud of you. I know I don't talk about it very much. That's great. That's protection of that energy. I've like, been protecting it. That's freaking <laughs> um, amazing. But we all know that like something like writing, it really allows us to freely express ourselves. And that's something that I put so much um, pressure on that writing to be something, yeah. you know, to be, well, what am I writing? Am I writing about gratitude? Am I writing? I'm just like, I'm just writing. I'm just writing something yeah. down. I'm just mm-hmm. writing something. Sometimes it's like, you know anger and sometimes it's frustration and sometimes it's like something about work or creative or whatever but Mm. I just have been writing Mm. and um it's allowed a lot of space for new ideas because I'll be writing something I'll be like oh that would be a good idea or I'm I'm acknowledging a problem that exists and I'm like oh I could probably help solve that problem Mm. um with this idea or things like that and so it's given some clarity and I think that would be really good um, another thing that I've tried that doesn't really work for me is drawing mm. with the exception of if I have an event mm-hmm. that I need like a layout for, mm-hmm. or I have a website where I'm like, mm, like, how would it look if I went this and I'll like sketch a little bit. Yeah. I don't draw. Ew. This girl does not draw. I color. I like, I'll do a layout. I'm like a blueprint. <laughs> I'm a blueprint person. Um, that makes so much sense for you though. Yeah. And, but I mean, you can draw, even if you're really bad at it, Mm -hmm. you can draw. So Mm -hmm. if that's something that would help, um, spending time outside, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. take your journal or your sketch pad outside. If you're already doing one of those two things that we just mentioned, keeping a journal or drawing, um, spending time outside, uh, hike, walk, sit, you know, there are so many things that I do at home from my computer that I could literally take my computer to my porch and do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have Wi-Fi on my porch. Amazing. So that's something that I've done in the past and it really helps. Um, move your friggin' body. I feel this one. Move your body. Mm-hmm. I feel this. Mm-hmm. I feel this because I need it. Yeah. And, and keep trying things that feel good to you. Don't run just for the sake of running. Well, don't do this is also this is also it. going back into allowing yourself to try new things without judgment mm-hmm. without expectation do that in movement too mm-hmm. you know we've talked a lot in the past about you know getting stuck in one modality like if you've just been doing crossfit for forever and it's just not working for you right now mm-hmm. the alternative is like doing nothing because like all you know is crossfit mm-hmm. go take a yoga class go take a pilates class I go for a freaking walk go for oh you did yeah i was in a huge yoga flow about three years ago and mm. um but i was doing it at home because um lucy was little and she would not go to a play area like it was just not going to be a thing for her at that time and so I was doing it out of my house. So I like had some equipment and I was like, I'm going to go to yoga. So I went to a yoga class this week and, uh, I'm, and it's going to become part of my, like my flow. Yay. So it's going to be yoga and dance fitness. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's me. And then I'm dialing back my weightlifting to make space for that. Good. Yeah. So I love that. And yeah. you're ebbing and flowing with what you're feeling right now. Yes. And it felt so good. I went early and I listened to my calm app and did a meditation in yes. the dark. Yes. With my noise canceling headphones. So I wasn't distracted as people. Yes. Came. It was amazing. It wow. Was amazing. Okay. That's a, that's a great tip. Do a, a meditation 
on your app before you step into the yoga class or while you're there waiting for everybody to sit down. I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. Yeah. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) Um, I will add also, like, remembering to play. Mm -hmm. This is something I struggle with a lot. Mm -hmm. It's something I'm constantly working on. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to the idea of getting lost in something. Yeah. You know, that you could do for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so my play right now is, like, playing the guitar and kind of dinking around with that there's no end result i'm not going to be writing any songs yep i'm not going to be playing any songs anytime soon (laughs) (laughs) but i and that's hard for me because it's not it's not resulting in something why am i doing this yeah it's the time spent yeah right it's the enjoyment and so yeah um and then just like stepping into a space of of just lifelong learning and putting yourself in that position. So go take a fun class, immerse yourself in a new culture or food or something new, just something new all the time. And, you know, for me, one of the fun things that I've like incorporated that feels kind of productive is that one day a week I leave home and I go work at a restaurant or a coffee shop and I get to go to a different one every week and try something new or I can go back. Um, but I go in, a, in the city from, from the suburbs where I'm at and, uh, and just spend the day and enjoy some really good food. It's in my budget. I'm doing it. Yeah. And this is something I worked out and it, it's allowed me to have a lot more creative space around cooking mm. because I'm trying other Great people's, things. you know, things that other people prepare. And then I'm also working hard on ordering things at restaurants that I wouldn't normally order. Oh, that's smart. Um, and trying those things out too. Um, I, know, I was reading an article that there was, uh, I have to go back through and find it, but in psychology, there was some studies done on what's happening to the brain when you try new things. Mm-hmm. And when you try new things, you're literally like opening up new pathways that weren't there before and allowing connections that you may not have had otherwise it creates thought flexibility in the brain too yes. being able to jump from one like from difficult thoughts to happy ones yes mm-hmm. yeah and they were discussing that this is you can liken it to working out for your brain trying new things yes yeah it's highly important yep. oh and it will help recharge your creative batteries for sure be yeah. so good and uh, you know in the, in the f- like so that's kind of you know doing things outside of your creative flow if you're in a creative flow getting into it just do one thing yes do one thing yes concentrate <laughs> on a single task if you're writing a blog post close facebook close instagram turn your phone on airplane mode and your notifications off mm-hmm. like minimize distractions yep that's been my life is and like I, I gotta say this, you guys, that includes parenting. Yes. If you're feeling frustrated that you're not in a creative flow, but you're always trying to multitask your work with your kids in the background or... And nap time doesn't count. It doesn't. It's so hard. You don't have time. That's enough you time You don't have free time to lean into that creative space. And that's not yeah. to say there's a lot of people out there who easily get in there and they do their blogging, you know, while their kids are sleeping or whatever it is. Um, but I personally can't do that. And there's so many people out there in our space and health and wellness within beauty counter, within Instagram and blogging and food blogging and all of those things that I look at and I'm like, how do they do this? And I, the realization is always that they don't have kids. Yep. 
Yep. And yeah, it always takes me a second to make that connection too, which I don't know why. <laughs> because it takes me the so people long. that do, it takes a lot of support mm-hmm. and or time mm-hmm. to be able to do that. And, and it just really decision fatigue. And then there's you know, and then there's a huge um swing, mm-hmm. right, of what they're kind of putting out and being able to be productive and creative with. Yes. Um and then I would say like finding the perfect environment for you for that associated task. Mm -hmm. So for me, writing cannot happen at home. Mm. I can't write at home. I am like, I'm, if I'm trying to write, that's me being in a creative flow. I need no distractions. I could have music going, computers on. I have dishes going. I have laundry going. I have, you know, there's too many domestic things around there. Mm -hmm. And we live in a very small space where I can't just like close the door and go to a room. But I also know myself well enough to know it wouldn't matter. If I had a big house, I still would not be able to go and close the door. Because guess what? I want to be in the kitchen. Yeah, I like being in the kitchen. The kitchen is my happy space. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, you know, if I'm writing, I have to be gone. Mm-hmm. have to be at a coffee shop or restaurant in a different place mm-hmm. with no requirements as to where I need to be. So that's a day where like my husband's picking up our kid and I'm not worrying about it and I'll be home. He's like, we, we know when Cassie has a writing day, it's <laughs> see you when I see you. Yeah. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bedtime's on you. Dinner's on you. I'll see you later. Someday I'll get there. It's hard. Yeah, some, it's hard. Someday. I have a very, my, my partner is amazing. <laughs> um, and then I would also say, and and another task for me is like cooking. Mm-hmm. So if I want to cook and have that creative flow, I need to have nobody there. Mm-hmm. I'm not cooking that meal for a particular purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm just cooking and writing and, you know, writing That's down ingredients and things tough. like that. Um, but I have to start with a very clean kitchen. So I'm optimizing my environment before I start uh-huh. putting that work in the day before. And I know, okay, today is a recipe development day. I'm going to be mm-hmm. in the kitchen and here's what's not allowed to be in the kitchen on a recipe development day. The computer. Ooh. Not allowed. Not, not allowed. touching it. Not allowed. Okay. Mm-mm. And normally the computer is always in the kitchen because yeah. that's where I work there a lot. Yeah. That's where you look things up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, I can still, I can have my phone for recipes and I'm, re- but I'm writing stuff down. Yeah. But I'm like cookbooks out. We're on analog. Yeah, we're right? on analog for this. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I would say is just really flowing together. So like if you need a great creative day and you've got some other friends or acquaintances who do work in a creative space and maybe, you know, you all need some photos done or you all mm-hmm. need to work on recipe development for your website mm-hmm. or maybe you all are you know, in a place where maybe you're all doing different things, but it involves computer work. Maybe you can go to a fun restaurant or coffee shop and sit together and just be in community. And maybe everybody's wearing their headphones and everybody's, but you still have this like vibe of like flowing together. Mm -hmm. And when I do that with friends, it's hard because, you know, you can talk like this for forever, right? And never get your stuff done. Yeah. But there's always someone in the group who's like, okay, guys, two hours of focus work do not talk to each other yeah and they will <laughs> and or they police it and sometimes least, yeah. it's me if nobody else is taking that role <laughs> yeah um but they do and it's it's fantastic and yeah. it gives you that it's almost like that music drive that i was saying there's something energetically about having yep. people that are in that flow and in that space well and, and when you're stuck amazing. you've got you can ask for help with ideas yeah and if they're like what do you think of this yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say bring community into your creative process. Mm -hmm. 
um, both within your, you know, stepping out of your creative flow to just be inspired and then to being in it too. I, I'm so glad we had this conversation. So glad. This was something that's been so <laughs> weighing on my mind and I haven't been able, it's like been on the tip of my tongue, you know, like I just, I didn't know how to articulate it. And when I, when I first brought up, like, I want to talk about this, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but as soon as I started to organize my thoughts, you know, got in my creative flow, <laughs> I was like, yes, this is what I've been feeling. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm at. And I'm so grateful to have people in my life that get it. And that I, I hope that this is something that has been just as eye-opening for you guys. Or if you already know it, maybe you learned something new about what you could do for yourself. But yeah, getting in that flow, protecting your energy, all of the things that we talked about can be totally transformative for your energy and your life. Yes. Well, and um, if you're listening to this episode, go ahead and hop on our Instagram comment on the post for this episode and tell us how you get into your creative flow. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.